At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for a limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, 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 what up and welcome in. You heard it. It's The Edge here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have quite the show for you today. Matt Humans, we come right out of the gates to remind everybody that Tim Brando is going to be with us in 15 minutes. National broadcaster, play by play voice. But we start with the news of the day it is the biggest time of year. Free agency is beginning. Mitchell Trubisky is a Pittsburgh Steeler. Go. I knew you were going to start there. Yeah. I knew it because you wanted Trubisky to be the next Colts quarterback. Sorry, not going to happen. Now you get Jimmy G. Also not going to happen? NFL talk at the top of the show. No. The tournament is set. Let's go. NCAA, March Madness is here. We'll get to the NFL at some point, but come on. Uh, let's give March Madness its day. We're looking at you, Tom Brady. So the tournament is set. Uh, we have all these matchups. I had the honor for three hours yesterday going through every single contest. So it's all pretty fresh in my head. So before we get to the game-by-game game thing, I want to get your thoughts on the bracket overall. Just mm-hmm. overall thoughts, how it breaks down for certain teams. Because I thought what was pretty interesting, and I kind of mentioned this in passing right now uh, before everybody was leaving, I got to tell you, I love the way the, the bracket breaks for Kansas. Wow. I think out of all of those brackets, uh, Kansas has one of the, uh, you don't want to call it easy, but a very manageable path to a Final Four berth after a year in which they looked kind of fraudulent, right? Of course. Yes. Now, Kansas was my preseason number one team. I've been disappointed in the Jayhawks and the way they play, but now Remy Martin's back. He was a Pac-12 leading scorer the previous season. He comes back over the weekend in the Big 12 tournament. It looks pretty good. And when you have uh, Wilson, O'Shea Agbaji, you got McCormick, who's uh, really playing well in the middle now for Kansas. I think you have to look at this Jayhawks team a lot differently. And uh, I wrote a column about this. It's going to be in the NC 
Well, I shouldn't say that. Wait, I wait, guess wait, the wait. college hoops betting guide, whatever we Kansas officially isn't going to be on the cover, is he? I don't think so. Oh, I don't. Okay. I hope not. Put Duke on the cover of everything for the next week or two. But that was uh, that was my feeling too. Is that uh, Kansas got the easiest region of the four number one seeds, and the reason is when you look at it, Auburn is, uh, I guess you could say, a paper tiger yeah. away from home. Yeah. Tigers uh, can't win away from home. You got the weakest number two seed, in my opinion, in that region. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weakest number two seed. Uh, well, I'm not going to say Auburn's the weakest number two seed just because away from home, I said Auburn is uh, not as good as its resume might suggest. Mm-hmm. The weakest number three seed is Wisconsin, and the weakest number four seed is Providence. Correct. So Kansas, I think, did get the easiest path of all the number one seeds. And I wrote about that for my column. And when I filled out the bracket last night, I did not plan to do this. But you take it game by game when you fill out your bracket, and Kansas ended up being my national champ. And you basically play in the percentages along the way. Now, I'm mostly an underdog player when you're betting individual games. But when you're filling out a bracket and um, you're in our bracket pools, a lot of times you're going to end up with the favorites advancing. Yep. You're not going to pick a lot of 10-point underdogs to advance in a bracket because your bracket could end up uh, in the trash by the end of the, uh, the first two days. But <clears throat> I thought if you play the percentages here, you're going to end up with Kansas in the Final Four and likely in the title game. And uh, I just went ahead and advanced Kansas all the way to the title. So my preseason number one team is going to be my winner in the bracket contest. Yep. So, yeah, I ended up with uh, mostly chalk in the bracket, which I hate. I'm kind of embarrassed by the bracket that uh, I filled out. I've only got a few upsets in here. We know there's going to be upsets. The problem is which ones. And you're not just talking about underdogs that cover the spread. You're talking about underdogs that can win straight up and maybe advance and do some damage. And it's always tricky to advance those teams too far in your bracket. Yeah, my um, so my bracket, I, I had chaos, I think, in some of like the, the earlier contests. But ultimately, uh, my Final Four ended up being pretty chalky. But I, I echo everything you said. I mean, the biggest, I think the biggest hurdle in front of Kansas is going to be Iowa, right? That Sweet 16 potential matchup mm-hmm. against the Hawkeyes. Uh, that indeed is, is what transpires. But talk about taking on the winner of SDSU, Creighton. I will pencil them into the round of 32. I'm sorry, Texas Southern and or Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, but I will assume that that is going to be a win. Uh, taking on two, though, really bad offensive teams in SDSU and Creighton, then moving on from there. So that could be the potential slip-up, but echo everything you're talking about there when it comes to Kansas and the rest of that bracket. You know, if Kansas was 15-1 to 1 to win the championship before the brackets were announced, it has to be 10-1 to 1 after Some spots went to as low as 9-1. I was going to say, yep. I saw 9-1 to 1 out there, and, the, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with single digits, but Kansas uh, should be in the Final Four based on uh, how the brackets laid out. In that Midwest region. And uh, when you sent this in, right, uh, with uh, Bill Self, how about this? Bill Self, uh, the third coach to be a number one seed 10 times. Jones uh, joins Mike Krzyzewski 14 times and Roy Williams, who had 13 times. This is also the first time since seeding began in 1979 that the ACC only has one team among the top four seeds, uh, Duke. The second highest seeded ACC team is North Carolina, who is an eight seed. So talk about Bill Self joining Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams. Uh, but also when you look at it from the ACC's perspective, as we talked about all year long, right? Down year for the ACC. And that shows in the seeding, which, by the way, you can also make an argument Duke. Uh, probably should be like a three seed, but that's either here or there. Probably, but you can find warts in all the teams seeded two and three and right. four. And it's a, it's look at Baylor. Baylor's a one seed, I think, by default. 
I don't really think Baylor deserves to be a one seed, but you say, who do you put on that one line? Because Kentucky got blown out in the SEC tournament. Uh, Auburn got blown out in that tournament. So uh, it's hard to make an argument for who should be the fourth one seed. It's really like there's only three true one seeds. But uh, when you look at this, Bill Self now, the third coach to be a number one seed ten times, he's got only one title. That's why he's holding up the number one. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Bill Self's got one title, and this is his tenth try as a number one seed. And the ACC, um, I think the second highest seeded team is North Carolina as Correct. an eight. Yep. Yeah. They, and they get Mar- they get Marquette in their first round matchup, and they are favored there. And it's a matchup that looks like they could have some success. So they have some advantages inside against uh, the Golden Eagles. North well, Carolina. I, I was but. tempted. I was tempted to advance North Carolina past Baylor. Yeah, and uh, the top half of that East bracket, but I did not do it. Yep. Well, and I think so. What's interesting about Baylor too is again we're just talking about like the generalities of this bracket before we get to the nuts and bolts and uh, the games themselves. You know, I, I was talking about this with Lamal Shaw yesterday on our tournament coverage. You know, Baylor's got all of these these shortcomings in terms of injury, right? You know, we talk about LJ Cryer being in and out of the lineup, to JTT, Jonathan Chamuachacho, who's not available, who's a really good rebounder. You know, if you make it to the Elite Eight and you're taking on Kentucky, mm-hmm. I think that's when you finally see like a JTT type absence. I mean, you need him against an Oscar Tshibwe type. And I think that's where you'll probably start to see all of these uh, issues in terms of their roster and injuries probably come to light. They could probably make their way as far as the Elite Eight when you're talking about Norfolk State, sure. winner of North Carolina Marquette, whoever comes out of the quartet of St. Mary's, Wyoming, Indiana, UCLA, and Akron. But once you get to that Kentucky matchup, if that's indeed what's going to happen, that's when you're going to feel those absences. Well, I think the East region is pretty intriguing because you've got four teams there that at one point this season looked like they were going to be a number one seed. Yeah. Baylor, UCLA, Purdue, and Kentucky. And all those teams have had their problems in the second half of the season. Uh, but it's, somebody's going to have to emerge from that bracket. I've got Kentucky coming out of the East. As, as do I. Yeah, I had to, so we've talked about the South and the East. So, or excuse me, we talked about the Midwest and the East. Uh, Kansas and Kentucky were my, um, my guys coming out of those two. And I think out of all of these two, when you're talking about uh, potential for chaos – I mean, West, you could tell me any one of, like, four teams come out of the West, and I wouldn't be surprised. Whether it's Duke, whether it's Gonzaga, uh, whether it is Arkansas or Texas Tech, I think any one of those teams, Mm -hmm. if you tell me, yeah, they're a Final Four team, I'd be like, all right, I could totally believe it. Yeah, I've never signed on to this um, belief or theory that Gonzaga is three or four or five points better than the rest of the field. I know uh, right now... Circus Sports has got Gonzaga minus two or plus two sixty five to win the tournament. So the really? no is around minus three fifty. Uh, I mean that's I think a ridiculous price. But you you look at the well, you see the, these from BetMGM. They're the odds on favorite to make the Final Four out of the West minus one forty. Yeah, minus one forty. Duke the second choice at seven to two. Texas Tech the third. And Arkansas down to fourteen to one. Arkansas blown out by Texas A and M in the uh, SEC tournament. Uh, yeah, you know, UConn could be a sleeper in that bracket, possibly. I know a lot of people like Texas Tech. Don't overlook Rutgers, mm-hmm. uh, even though uh, Rutgers here at the South Point right now is a one-point dog to Notre Dame in that first four game, which is a little bit surprising to me. I like Rutgers in that game. Now it's not going to stun me or not going to surprise me at all if Duke comes out of that region. And the reason is right now everybody's jumped off the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. That's why even Seth Greenberg on ESPN is like, uh, yeah, no Duke's word. not going to go far, and here's why. Well, you know, Duke did beat Gonzaga on a neutral floor in Vegas in November uh, and can do it again, so I'm not going to discount Duke's chances. Nope, not at all. So uh, my pick out of there was Arkansas to make it out. Arkansas, though, is uh, 
They got a tough one immediately with Vermont because uh, Vermont is a damn well, good Well, see, team, that's man. the thing, too. I looked at Arkansas. I was like, how far do you want to advance Arkansas in the bracket when uh, the Catamounts could take them out in the first game? Yep. That's oh, yeah. quite it, well, possible. South Point opened Arkansas minus eight, and right now it's minus five. He opened so, them eight, huh? Yeah. Wow. yeah so, yeah, three-point line move here on that uh, Arkansas-Vermont game. Wow. Yeah, eight. That's incredible. Um, I did not see that. I thought the uh, majority of the openers were like five and a half, six, right? In favor of Arkansas? Well, I was fortunate enough to do a show from the South Point yesterday, so I have the sheet here with the opening numbers you, on it. Arkansas is an eight-point favorite on the opener. You, Greg Peterson, Money Murray as well? Tim Murray, Money Murray was at Circa with yep. Stormy. Yep. Uh, all right, so with that, and then we haven't gotten to the South. The South is an interesting one as well because uh, I think uh, you talk about the strength of the two seeds. The South has the strongest, uh, yeah, well, arguably the strongest, Villanova two seed, uh, and a uh, bracket that I think is Breaks pretty well for Villanova, too. And Arizona, which, you know, righted the ship down the stretch of the Pac-12 tournament. But at the same time, what does Chris look like in terms of his injury? I think I sent this to to Santos if we could put it up. It doesn't look good. Uh, No, it doesn't. Uh, For those who did not see, uh, Chris actually tweeted out a uh, picture of his ankle. Uh, This is the ankle that's been bothering uh, the um, the Arizona player, and it does not look good. How about this? This is Arizona's best three-point yep. shooter, by Kirk the way, Chris Carissa. And um, go ahead and read that. Not easy, but doing everything I can to get back on the court with my brothers. It's March. Time to go. And that's ugly. That's a high ankle sprain that's black and blue halfway up his shin. Yes, that is not good, man. man. Not I, good. You see that, and somebody told me over the weekend, I can't remember, uh, somebody who knew something about the Arizona program. might have been David Dorman, v listener who was in town. David, uh, I think, said that they weren't sure if Kirk Rissa was going to even be back for the second week of the tournament or something. Yeah, I mean, you see a you see a photo and um, something like that, and you wonder how is he? There's no way he's going to make it back this week. He can't play this week. No, nope. you got to hope he can make it back for the second week. And that was a little bit of my hesitation in advancing Arizona. That was initially going to be my pick to win the whole thing. We can do the promo on the other side. All right, we'll come back. We're going to talk with Tim Brando next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger 
Yippee, would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah! So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, play free hoops for a share of $20,000 this March with the March Hoops Series presented by 5 Hour Energy. Fire up your lineups in four free to play contests and compete for your share of $5,000 per contest. Head to DraftKings.com slash 5 Hour Energy now to join the action. 5 Hour Energy, fire up your lineup. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. JVT, did you take a five-hour energy today? I did. I did. I got my wife on the train, too. She took one. She was like, these are great. And she's actually in good moods every single morning. So I like that. I like that. Uh, my wife is probably watching. I love you. All right. Uh, let's talk a little hoops in terms of some of these games. We'll start with the uh, the first four of the play-ins that are going to be played uh, in Dayton. And um, actually, we share an opinion on one of these humans, 665-666, Indiana-Wyoming. Indiana up to a four-point favor with a total of 133. Uh, we attacked it different ways, but we're on the same side here. Hoosiers, right? Yeah. I think they match up pretty well here with Wyoming and their their love and affinity for the low post on offense. Well, Indiana's not the strongest low post team, but Trace Jackson Davis is certainly capable of uh, doing damage around the basket, and he, he was uh, playing much better in the Big Ten tournament. I think Indiana kind of figured some things out offensively late in the season. Instead of uh, having Jackson Davis play with his back to the basket, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of times they were putting him, him in situations kind of like, pick-and-roll situations where he was getting the ball facing the basket where he could make a move and uh, go downhill. And I think he's a lot more effective that way. And I, I was much more impressed by the way he played offensively late in the season. I think Indiana altered its offense a little bit. Also, the Hoosiers have some shooters. They're starting to knock down some shots from, from the perimeter. And it's a pretty good defensive team. Mike Woodson has done a great job, I think, of really instilling a more of a hard-nosed attitude in this Indiana team as a whole. It was a team that was really soft with uh, Archie Miller as coach, and that's why I think uh, there's a lot of reasons why, but I think Indiana is going to be a good bet against Wyoming here in the first four. Yep. All right. Well, with that, let's continue the conversation. Tim Brando, national broadcaster for Fox, is nice enough to give us some time today at Tim Brando. Tim, uh, it is good to talk to you, sir. And I actually wanted to start with uh, an interesting situation in the first round here, the Friday matchup between Iowa State and LSU. Uh, LSU is a four-point favorite, totals 127 and a half. Uh, but how do you think the Tigers respond here uh, without uh, their head coach who was dismissed a few days ago? Well, it could go one of two ways. I think it could be emotionally something that they rally around, or it could be devastating. Uh, but I would tell you that from a matchup standpoint, uh, Iowa State is good enough to beat them. So, you know, I, that kind of point, I think I probably would lean to an 11 beating a 6 in that situation. Um, but LSU could be, I mean, talented enough to, to get it done. Iowa State is an in-your-face Defensive nightmare, though, and they've been battle-tested in what I believe athletically is as good a league as we have in America in the Big 12. I mean, I think the, the Big Ten certainly had greater depth, but the you, know, the, you look at Iowa State and you look at the Big 12 in general, how top-heavy that conference was, uh, I think they're more than capable of 
beating LSU, whether Will Wade's there or not. You know, in a lot of ways, um, the, the program has been operating under a long shadow and, and cloud that's been cast over them since the, you know, the wiretaps uh, became public over two and a half years ago. So it, it could be a release mechanism in some ways for them. Uh, I just think this is one of those 11-6 games where, you know, the double-digit seed has a really good chance to win. Yeah, it appears that way. Iowa State was a five-point dog uh, when this opened four at most spots right now. Tim, I'm just curious uh, of your general take on what's happened with Will Wade and L- at LSU and if uh, you, you thought this was inevitable, if you were not surprised when he was fired on Saturday. No, not at all. And, and uh, listen, Will's a young coach. He clearly made some big, big uh, mistakes. I think he tried his best to coach through it. Uh, with the situation with the NCAA being what it was. Uh, the word I had was that he had lawyered up originally, had picked up Bruce Pearl's uh, attorney, but that the circumstances surrounding his situation was far uh, more egregious than, than Bruce's. And when the notice of allegations came in, and I think that's one of the reasons why uh, Scott Woodward, the, as the uh, athletic director at LSU, uh, you know, people speculated that he was being way too lenient by not firing him immediately. Well, Scott got in there and inherited this situation. Joe Oliva was the athletic director that hired Will Wade. And I think in large measure, what Scott wanted to stay away from was another buyout. He would have been paying, again, somewhere in the neighborhood of $9 million plus in a buyout. Well, he's already done a buyout for less miles, an even bigger buyout, it could uh, keep that Orgeron um, out in the Gulf fishing and enjoying life for about <laughs> 10 years. And I don't think he wanted to spend that kind of money from his donors, go back to his donors and say, I need more to pay somebody not to coach, knowing full well that the likelihood of the notice of allegations would be such that they could fire him for cause and save that money. Now, Will Wade made uh, in that two and a half years, somewhere in the neighborhood of six and a half to Seven million, but he won't get another penny from LSU after these findings. So it made sense to me. LSU took a PR hit, uh, felt like it was uh, worthwhile because of all the other circumstances that they had surrounding their program with a Title IX lawsuit uh, that continually, it seems, has more and more people and their testimony being thrown out. So it looks like they may be able to weather the storm. They just didn't want to have to deal with this as well. Uh, in many ways, uh, I think that this lifts a cloud uh, off of this team, and it may it may serve to help them. Although I do think uh, the winner of this game is going to get punched out in round number two anyway. Iowa State and uh, LSU, obviously an intriguing game to handicap uh, there in the first round of the tournament. Tim Brando of Fox Sports was with us. Uh, Tim, you've called games all over the country this year. Um, I've watched a lot of them. What were a few of your uh, general observations when you saw the brackets announced yesterday? Maybe a couple teams you like and a couple teams you don't. Well, I, I do think that there are some, and not just at Iowa State, but several double-seeded teams that have chances to pull first-round upsets. We may see more of that this year than we have in recent memory because the separation this season is just not that great. As a matter of fact, I don't think it's that great even at the top. Uh, you can make a case that Baylor, uh, even though they got a one seed, 
is not really from a computer standpoint worthy of a one seed. Mm-hmm. You know, they they they've lost some of their uh, stout personnel inside. Uh, Pryor is still unable to go. They're re- re- relying heavily on their guards. And by the way, uh, this time of year you want to have multiple guards, and and certainly Drew um, has that uh, with a Kim Joe and company. But without question, uh, there are a couple of teams in the Big Ten to me that really got great draws when I looked at the tournament field. The Midwest region, to me, is the one that has the best chance of providing a surprise Final Four entry. And both of them are Big Ten teams. Uh, the Hawkeyes of Iowa are playing better than any Big Ten team in the in the league right now. Yep. Tom Izzo told me that about two weeks ago, and uh, Coach Izzo was right. Not only is Fran McCaffrey's team shooting the lights out, uh, and they have multiple uh, scores along the perimeter, uh, and then Keegan Murray may be you know, one of the best players in the country. His brother's not too shabby either, but uh, they, they are better than a 5C. They're a 5C, understandably, because of you know, the losses that they took. I don't think they got misseeded at all, but I just think in that region, uh, they're a very dangerous team. Wisconsin as a 3C, uh, when the game slows down, and inevitably does, in the uh, in the conference tournament, so that sometimes at the, out of the conference in the, in the league tournaments, it's very physical, and teams that play through contact uh, and, and are very comfortable in that sometimes get caught up and get into early foul trouble. Uh, Wisconsin is a team that knows how to slow people down. They play really well defensively and don't foul, uh, and I think that's very very important once you get into the NCAA. So those teams jump out at me. I think it's cruise control for the two top teams out west. One is a one in the south, the other a one in the, in the west, and that's Gonzaga and Arizona. Uh, the best teams I saw this year with my own eyes were Arizona and Purdue. Now, the Boilermakers, as you know, are a 3C. I think they're a very dangerous team in that position. I think losing to Iowa in the Big Ten title game is only going to serve to uh, really get Matt Painter's team on a roll once they get into the NCAAs, not take anything for granted. Uh, with the two bigs, Travion Williams and Zach Eady, and you know the next coming of Kawhi Leonard is, is Jay Ivey, in my opinion. I love where they are. But you know the, the, the Arizona Wildcats, even without Teresa, mm-hmm. uh, when he got hurt, you saw they didn't skip a beat. I mean, they just got multiple weapons. And uh, Matherin is an absolute uh, matchup nightmare. No one can guard that kid. And it doesn't matter what style of play he has, they're going to get it done. I like Arizona. I like Gonzaga, Purdue. And I'm going with Wisconsin. And Iowa might slip off and knock them out in the Midwest. Tim, we appreciate the time. Thank you very much, sir. Tim Brando. Uh, we'll be back here on The Edge. This is the Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Back by popular demand, the VSN Help Desk has returned. Our writers, hosts, and experts are here to answer your questions on all things college basketball. Those experts include Tim Murray, Wes Reynolds, Jeff Pauls, all of us. Okay, VSN Help Desk is here for you not only for the big dance, but on the NIT, CBI, CIT two. Submit your questions at VSN.com/slash/madness, and it can be answered by our experts on air or on VSN.com. 
That's it. Check it out. Help desk. It's here. All right. Let's talk about some of these games that are uh, front and center for us humans. We talked about that matchup between uh, Indiana and Wyoming. We, we cut it a little bit short because we were going to talk to Tim Brando. But for me, at least my reasoning, because you went money line, right, when it came to Indiana. Well, I, don't, I don't like laying points. Yeah. Uh, pretty much uh, that's pretty consistent with me is I don't like to get beat on uh, three-pointers and BS that happens late in the game. I'm very confident in Indiana winning the game. Very yeah. confident. Yeah, so I laid the three and a half with Indiana, and I just, you know, watching Wyoming up close, following them throughout the year, mm-hmm. it's just for me when you watch them offensively, their, their offense can be great at times, but it's also so very simplistic that you see these droughts, right, Big for a halftime lead. I think they were down 17 points to Boise State in that uh, semifinal matchup sure. uh, in the Mount West tournament. The second half of that UNLV game where they had their own double-digit lead but then blew that because their offense really bogged down and allowed the runner Rebels to get back into it. You know, that is going to pop up again here when you're just posting up your two best players and seeing what comes of it. And, and I do think that when you're looking at a team like Indiana, they have enough there uh, to cover a number like that. So uh, I also thought the Cowboys played their best basketball probably in December, yep. January. So yep. And they have uh, – they peaked, and they're on the downhill swing. I thought they were a little bit fortunate to get in the tournament. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a pro Mountain West guy, just like you are. But I, I wasn't sure Wyoming was worthy of being in the tournament. Also, don't forget about the location here. This also plays to Indiana's advantage. The game's going to be in Dayton, yep. and uh, Hoosier fans are going to fill that arena. So uh, I, I think all the momentum that Mike Woodson created – Late in the season, Indiana made that many Big Ten tournament run. is going to carry over here this week, and the Hoosiers beat the Cowboys. And keep in mind, too, for those who don't know, uh, while you do have Hunter Maldonado, who is a senior, it's actually a pretty young Wyoming team. Like Their role players are like, what do you call them, COVID freshmen? Uh, because they have that extra year of eligibility. That's a softball. bad Wyoming team last year. Yep. Yeah, big turnaround this year for the Cowboys. Just to get to the tournament's a major feat. Absolutely. So only two seniors on here. One of them being Jake uh, Drake Jeffrey. So young team, uh, somewhat uh, I think one dimensional team when it comes to their offense. So uh, went with Indiana. So with there, I'll give you the floor. Where do you want to go first in terms of all of these games? I think we also shared an opinion on this South Dakota State matchup um, against. Yeah, Providence. let's talk about this because yeah. I wrote about this in uh, the column uh, that's going to be in the uh, I think tomorrow's betting guide too is. This was interesting because at the South Point, Chris Andrews, Vinny Maiulo, Jimmy Vaccaro, Richie Bacheleri gather in the back uh, office and they hammer out the opening numbers. Vinny made Providence a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. He said Richie Bacheleri made South Dakota State a slight favorite. Uh, I was hoping Providence would open somewhere around three-and-a-half or four. I wanted to grab the points with the Jackrabbits, but a lot of people felt the same way. Right. I think, uh, you know, for the last month, you could just – hit play on the recording, and it's uh, Providence is a lucky team. I'm going to look to fade the Friars. That's what everybody says. And Providence got blown out in the Big East tournament, and uh, you were on the right side of that with Creighton. Creighton didn't have to so, sweat it, yeah. Yeah, you, you timed that bet the right right way. The one thing that concerns me here, and I like the South Dakota State team a lot. You're talking about a team that can score, that can shoot the three, uh, just ran through the Summit League, um, had a couple close games against North Dakota State, but that's about it, a few close games with North Dakota State. Uh, one thing that always concerns me is when a team becomes a hot dog, becomes too popular. And right now I kind of feel like South Dakota State's become the chic underdog pick, and everybody's picking South Dakota State to knock off Providence, and that does concern me. Yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. And here's the thing, to bring up your point, and I talked a little bit about this uh, yesterday with the ball, which is everybody keeps bringing up the Ken Palm luck factor, right, and everything right. like that. Well, here's this, because I and trust me, I took two and a half of South Dakota State, so I am on the Jackrabbit side, but – 
what if that luck we saw the luck right now, right? That got blown out by Creighton. Mm-hmm. What if, like what if that was the luck blowing like running out there and now you actually get a matchup that could work for you? Because I will say with this, I don't know how you feel about like teams. Not that South Dakota State is reliant on three point shooting, but when three point shooting is such a big part of their offense, when all of a sudden you're put in a neutral setting against a team you have not been close to seeing, uh-huh. and all of a sudden the jump shots aren't uh, jump shots aren't falling, what does your offense look like? You know, what do you shift to at that point if you're a team like South Dakota State? They're pretty low in terms of their frequency of three point attempts. But they're a really good three-point shooting team, and if those don't start to fall against a team like Providence, you wonder what that offense starts to look like. You know? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. I, uh, I think when you handicap the game, if you're betting South Dakota State, you got to hope oh, yeah. they're making threes. Of course, if they're not, you're screwed. And you can say that about a lot of bets you make. Uh, the way the three-point shooting is so predominant now, if a team's not making their threes, they're going to be in big trouble. Most teams are like that. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, I was just not crazy about the fact that everybody, everybody. seems to like South Dakota State now. And uh, Providence is 11-2 and two in games decided by five points or fewer. Look at this. Providence a two-point favorite. This is probably going to be a close game. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> probably. Uh, all right. So you mentioned um, one of your, uh, again, getting involved in the play. And, and I will say that uh, for the tournament bracket that we submitted for vcin.com mm-hmm. and uh, the guide, I did not only have Rutgers advancing past Notre Dame, I had them winning their first-round matchup as well uh, against Alabama. So do I. Yeah? All right, so what do you make of Rutgers? I would assume that you like Rutgers here against Notre Dame then, too. Yeah, I did bet Rutgers pick them against Notre Dame. I could have got plus one today. That's at the south point. But I thought Rutgers was going to flip to the favorite here. Yeah. I thought Scarlet Knights should be the favorite. Better defensive team. Um, obviously, Notre Dame's got some guys who could score. So I'm not going to say Ron Harper Jr. is going to take over the game. Harper Jr. and Geo Baker – uh, Notre Dame's got some answers on the offensive end, but I, I typically prefer in matchups like this the tougher defensive team, and I, I don't think there's any doubt that's Rutgers. It's a blue-collar team. I think they can out-tough the Irish, and uh, that's why basically I went with Rutgers. I think some of these Big Ten teams are a little bit overrated. Mm-hmm. I think Rutgers might be a little bit underrated. Uh, obviously, they're a much better team at home, uh, but still, I have – I think Mike Bray has done a, a magical job with this Notre Dame team. I, I certainly didn't expect Notre Dame uh, to get to this point in the season, but I think Rutgers just a little bit tougher on the defensive end. That's why I went that way. And when you when you run up in the next round or in the opening round, it'd be Rutgers advancing to face Alabama. Uh, if if you can stick to Alabama's three point shooters, uh, the, yep. the Tide's going to have a lot of problems, and they're a volatile team anyway, so I kind of felt like Rutgers is just a more reliable option there. So I did have the 11 seed. I do have the 11 seed Rutgers uh, going to the second round to face Texas Tech. Yep, and that's exactly uh, that's exactly what I had, and that's where I have their season ending. So yeah. uh, we will see if that, that can transpire here. So from there, uh, let me throw one at you uh, that's on my radar, and let me get your thoughts on it. Uh, it is a Mountain West team, but Boise State taking on Memphis. I, I think it's a pretty intriguing matchup. So this is up to two and a half now. Uh, took two and a half with the Boise State Broncos. And I think the initial thought, uh, you know, of her, just hearing some general analysis on the bracket, there's been a lot of, you know, look, hey, uh, Gonzaga moving on to face Memphis is going to be pretty tough. Mm-hmm. I would not sleep on this Boise State team. This is a Boise State team that is loaded with six, seven dudes who I think can match up with Memphis. Memphis, it's contrasting styles. Memphis wants to get up and down. Boise State wants to play at a little bit of a slower and plotting pace, which I think they can do here. Uh, but they have athletes who, if they need to, they can run up and down the floor if they'd like. Uh, against a team like Memphis, size down low as well. And here's my thing, and I know you like to look at these angles too. I think Leon Rice is the better coach. Uh, I think Leon Rice has a lot of experience, mm-hmm. uh, right? And he's been in tournaments before. This is an old team as well uh, in terms of age, Boise State. 
I just really like the way they match up here with Memphis. I think they're it's not a big underdog, but I think they're a sneaky dog pick. I think a lot of people are already penciling in Memphis to move on here because it's a more recognizable brand. But I think you've got to watch out for um, uh, Boo, Kijab, and the others here because Boise State's going to be pretty good. Boise State's a big team, like yep. you said, with veterans and uh, certainly has a lot of toughness. If you can beat San Diego State three times in a season and yeah. the Broncos beat the Aztecs by one point twice, and the third game was the ugliest game of the entire college basketball season where uh, the Broncos held San Diego State to 30 points. If you can do that to the Aztecs, you can certainly beat Memphis because, uh, like you said, the coaching advantage goes to Leon Rice in this matchup. I thought it was interesting here. I have not bet this game yet. Richie Bachelary made Memphis a five-point favorite. I was, wa- I was watching, yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll wait to see maybe if Memphis gets bet up a little bit here. But if Richie made Memphis five, there's a chance um, there's a chance you might see some sharp money. It just maybe some public money on Memphis, too. Who knows? I yeah. think these Mountain West teams are going to get disrespected by the betters. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of them, too, right? Uh, Michigan, Colorado State, open pick. And I, I bet Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Right away. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I'm with you. I don't like Colorado State that much. You know that. It's not a good matchup for yeah. Colorado State. We can talk about that one quickly. Uh, David Big Body Roddy is your big man. He's 6'6". Six, six. Yep. 6'6", six, six, what, about 260? Something like that. And... Uh, Stout dude. You're going to get Musa Diabate and Hunter Dickinson, guys who are legit, like 6'11", 7-footers. Uh, Michigan's just bigger. Uh, I think uh, Michigan guards are probably a little bit more athletic than Colorado State's guards. Hey, we saw UNLV run Colorado State off the floor twice. The Rebels were too athletic for Colorado State, and I think that's going to be the issue here too, and that's why I like Michigan as one of my best bets. And uh, I, Colorado State did not deserve a sixth seed, in my opinion. Yeah, but drew a really bad matchup because Michigan, as the uh, 11s, I, I think going to be uh, more than the Rams can handle. We got similar opponent too, right? I mean, you went LV. Uh, what they lose to Michigan by here on a on a neutral of the T-Mobile? Was I like think it was 13, like 12, 14, 13 yeah, points, something like, something like that. But uh, you know, here's also another handicapping angle to consider quickly: is that when a team gets bounced early from the conference tournament, and like Michigan did, blowing a big lead with 12 minutes to go in the game, sometimes I think that can work to that team's advantage when you go into the NCAA tournament. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we have best bets. We'll go through all of our first-round bets we have made. Uh, hey, and don't forget, too, the NBA's still underway. We've got an NBA best bet for you, too, when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details.
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Welcome back in. A reminder, of course, that this segment of The Edge is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. You're tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine. Have you been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Just look for three letters, Z-Y-N. I'm talking to you, W-E-S. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They're available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. I think it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find. Locate a store near you. That's cyn.com slash find. Warning product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I chewed on some of those this morning. Yeah. Stayed up all night, pulled an all-nighter working. Yeah, I haven't slept in uh, quite a while. But uh, those nicotine pouches help. Yeah. Give you a kick. Yeah. Actually, I, I got to get some then so I can uh, stay up and get my work done for Ben Fox. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got to get that done. Anyway, NBA. Let's talk a little bit. It, it, mm-hmm. we're, it, this will be brief. Don't worry. We're going to get back to tournament time. Uh, but we'll go back to Friday very quickly. How about this? So this, the, uh, the Pistons, very touch and go. At one point, I think it was like eight minutes into the fourth quarter, Matt, they had five points. <laughs> uh, but they were back and forth to the Celtics the whole way. Ultimately, they'll stay within 14 points. Cover, at that point, that was their 10th consecutive cover yeah. the Detroit Pistons. And depending on what number you got yesterday, they have covered 11 consecutive games. Uh, lost to the Los Angeles Clippers yesterday. Speaking of those Clippers, uh, caught six. This number actually closed seven and a half or eight against the Hawks. Uh, they pushed that six and ultimately stayed within it. But, like, the Hawks, man, again, yesterday, they were 12 and a half, they're 12 point favorites against the Pacers, and they're going, like, you know, tooth and nail fighting back and forth. Like, the Hawks are very overvalued by the betting market, but uh, get a little bit of a push there. So, well, that's one of the, the circumstances where you took a number in the morning that you thought was going to be a good number. Right. And didn't get the best of it. Nope. Right. But ultimately, hopefully, I mean, most times it seems like you do get the best of the number. That time you did not. Well, and we did today. Uh, the Jazz plus one and a half against the Milwaukee Bucks. It's interesting. This is why it's important to follow beat writers because there was no official report from Utah today because Rudy Gobert was listed as questionable, still is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one beat writer uh, reports this morning that in talking with Rudy Gobert, says his foot feels better, much better than it did on Friday, and that he plans to play today and he's going to go through workouts. And you don't see any response from the market in any way whatsoever. So sure enough, saw that retweeted. 
updated it, uh, adjusted the best bet column, said, hey, Jazz are going to be playing now with this. And sure enough, Jazz plus one and a half to play. Now Jazz laying two and a half against okay. the Milwaukee Bucks. So Rudy Gobert does mean something here. But ultimately, the Jazz are going to be in a good spot. It was a number grab. And I do think Milwaukee, the way they've played defensively, three-point defense has been a problem yet again yep. against a perimeter-oriented Jazz team. Now with Rudy Gobert on the floor, that'll be worth it. Uh, Friday recap in college hoops. A solid day. Colorado, oh, how about that? Losing by 10. That stunk against Arizona. I took 10 in yeah. that game. Yeah, I took the Buffalo the 10, was close 10. Yeah, lost by 10, right? 10 or 11? Yeah, there was, yeah. I, I think after our show that night, there were 10s popped up at a bunch of spots. And uh, when it went to 10, I actually took it. And I think Colorado got a late layup to yes. cut it from 12 to 10. Yes, they so, did. Yeah, yes, they did. The number matters. It does. Uh, but Boise State gets it done against Wyoming in that yeah. Friday night matchup at Creighton, plus three and a half, as we oh, talked about. Man. Blew out Providence. No sweat How there. How good was that bet? Uh, it was. And then Boise State to win the Mountain West Tournament. Uh, that gets there. Wake Forest, not so much. Eliminated pretty early. Uh, but Boise State, plus three, ten to win the Mountain West Tournament, was a winner there. So good overall in terms of college hoops in the recap. All right, what do you got? Best bets uh, for this week. Yep, so uh, we're going all in NCAA tournament plays. Uh, Indiana, as we talked about, minus 3.5 over Wyoming. We mentioned Boise State plus 2.5 against Memphis. I think you're on this, too, so we could expand on this a little bit. Murray State plus 1.5 against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Kind of along the lines that we were talking about with some of these jump shooting teams. San Francisco's weird, man. Th- their three-point rate is through the roof in terms of the amount of three-point shots that they take, but they barely shoot like 33% from three, right. and it has led to some pretty poor performances offensively. You talk about the big blown lead against St. Mary's, uh, the losses to teams like Portland. Uh, I just don't like this San Francisco team. I think they've been very overvalued by the market throughout the entire season. They're a top 20 team by Ken Palm numbers, and I just, I've just never really understood it. So took Murray State, who perimeter-wise, I think in conference play, gave up 29% from three. Yeah. Like they're a really good perimeter defense. Really good. Yeah, I'll talk more about that game tomorrow, okay. too. But I, I talked about it yesterday on the show. I said uh, my best bet, when Stormy asked me for a best bet, I said Murray State plus one and a half. And um, I thought Murray State should be the favorite. Guess what? This morning, I'm on the Circa app, and Murray State's a one-and-a-half point favorite. Oh, they are now. Yeah, okay. the favorite flipped in that game, and uh, not surprisingly. Nope. Go ahead. So you've also got Creighton yeah. and South Dakota State. Yeah. And so, so we'll start. We'll focus on the Creighton really mm-hmm. quickly. I think they're figuring it out without Nemhard now. They've covered their last three games. We talked about them blowing out. Um, excuse me, Providence stay within a number against Villanova. Right. Uh, and San Diego State is so bad offensively, very bad offensively. Matt Bradley's pretty good. I mean, he, he, he can sometimes carry that offense. But man, the Aztecs can struggle to score. I had the Aztecs to win that conference tournament, and that was painful to watch the end of that game. This has forty-five, forty-two written all over it. Uh, but I think Creighton, it, to me, it's just they were the pendulum swung too far in the other direction after Nemhard got hurt. Mm-hmm. They get blown out by Providence, but since then they've been a lot more competitive in the market. Coaching given them job for. by McDermott, absolutely. You, you, you lose guards like that, and you could still pound the Big East regular season champ in the tournament. Also have uh, Creighton's been impressive. And Creighton stuck with Villanova right to the end of yep. the title game. I also have uh, I didn't want to use it because the numbers moved quite a bit, but I also did grab Colgate plus eight and a half against Wisconsin. Uh, Tim Money Murray's on that play as well. Yes. That was his best bet. Uh, weekend recap quickly. I had Penn State plus 11 against Purdue. That was a winner. Cal State Fullerton minus two against Hawaii. That was a winner. I also had Fullerton 7-1 to one to win the Big West Tournament. That worked out pretty well. Uh, Fullerton won that tournament by one point in the title game. I lost on Duke to win the ACC Tournament. Lost on San Diego State by one in the Mountain West and one on Villanova plus mm-hmm. 150 to win the Big East. All right, let's move on to this week. I've got 12 bets already on uh, – NCAA games. Tuesday, 
I laid the money line with Indiana last night, minus 175. I didn't want to fool around with laying the three and a half or four. Dan Dockich was on a VSIN show last night. He tweeted out yesterday he thought Indiana should be a 10 point favorite. In that yeah, game. he said that. Now, I think he's probably not watching much Mountain West basketball. It's total disrespect for the Cowboys. Right. Or, you know, he's uh, obviously an Indiana guy. Might have an inflated opinion on Indiana because what happened in the Big Ten tournament. But I thought Indiana could be a solid, uh, you know, four or five point favorite in this game. I went ahead and laid the money line. I'm confident in the Hoosiers to win that game in Dayton. It's kind of like a uh, a semi neutral court. There's going to be Hoosier fans uh, packing that arena. Also Wednesday, I played Rutgers Pickham against Notre Dame. Let's move on to uh, Thursday. Uh, best bets. Michigan minus two over Colorado State. You and I talked about that. I think it's a, a mismatch. The size advantage for the Wolverines uh, should be too much for the Rams to handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game opened pick them at some spots. and uh, But I laid two. I didn't get to it quick enough. Uh, Longwood plus 17 against Tennessee. If you watched Longwood in the conference tournament, you know this team is legit. Now, I know Tennessee – is hot right now and has the capability of blowing anyone out, but I thought this number was a little bit big. I was looking, after watching Longwood in the conference tournament, I had that team circled. I said, I'm, I'm probably going to play him in the first round. I was not excited to see Tennessee uh, in the matchup, but I went ahead and took 17 points there. Murray State plus one and a half over San Francisco. South Dakota State plus two against Providence. I am really concerned about the Jackrabbits being the hot dog of the week right now. Uh, Davidson plus two against Michigan State. Davidson can really light it up from three-point range. Michigan State's got a lot of problems offensively. Uh, I like the uh, I like the Wildcats there against a Big Ten team. I think a lot of betters are going to be looking to fade some Big Ten teams this yeah. week, which is why I also played Chattanooga. I like that play a lot. Plus seven and a half against Illinois. I played Loyola minus that one too. against Ohio State. And then the last one, I don't think this is going to be popular, but I played it. I talked about Michigan getting knocked out of the Big Ten tournament early. Uh, same thing happened to Texas. Longhorns blew a 40-22 to 22 halftime lead against TCU. Uh, I still believe in Chris Beard. And I kind of want to fade Virginia Tech because a lot of times when these teams make Cinderella conference tournament runs, and Tech, I think, had to win four games in four days, right? Yes. Uh, the Hokies lit up Duke in the title game. A lot of times the perception of that team, and there can be a hangover effect from a conference tournament win like that, uh, I think this might be a good spot to play a Texas team that's going to be hungry after uh, getting knocked out early in the Big 12 tournament. So, and you know, I like Chris Beard anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm playing Texas at a pick him. Yeah. And by the way, Loyola, I mean, that number's all the way across the board. So it's it's pick and then uh, Ohio State minus one in some spots as well. I'm, I'm going to assume, though, I think Loyola would go off as the favorite by the time we get to the start time. Hmm. I'm going to have to double check this. Uh... Oh, the number? Yeah, I think it is pick them at some yeah, spots. Yeah, so there's a pick at the, yeah, a couple of spots. So, But, no, I like that. And I'm really – because Ohio State, um, you know, you look at the way they ended the season, Matt, their defense was awful, like very bad. <laughs> right. And so when you look at a, a Loyola team that I think a lot of people, when they think of Loyola, think of Sister Jean, and then they think of size. But this is not a big <laughs> – this is not a big team, actually. It's like right. a bunch of guys who are 6'7 that will get up and down the court. I, I like Loyola Chicago a lot, so that's going to be a matchup too. And Chattanooga catching 7.5 against Illinois. That was uh, on my short list of plays too, so – Great minds. Great minds think alike. Can't wait for this week, man. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. Starts tomorrow. Yes, of course. It's going to be great. Uh, I know. Uh, what do? Uh, are you all over Texas Corpus Christi? 
You know, I actually have bet Corpus Christi a few times this year and won every time I bet him. I have not played that game. I have not jumped on the Islanders yet for tomorrow's game against Texas Southern. Right, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to play that. Tomorrow, one. all NIT. Yeah, we'll break it all down. Get the bracket and everything like that. All right, we're all done. Uh, for those who missed out on any part of this show, our conversation with Tim Brando and the other breakdowns that we had, vcin.com slash podcast is where you want to go. Until then, stick around. My Guys in the Desert coming up next year on vcin, the Sports Betting Network. We'll see you tomorrow.